Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 50 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. All right. Today on the show, we have Brian Burke. Brian, welcome and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. So if you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Well, I'm currently in a multifamily business. We have about 3,000 multifamily units all across the country and about four different states. So that's our current business. We raise money from high net worth individuals and family offices and we acquire value add multifamily properties. Very nice. Brian, let's talk about refinancing. When would you refinance and what does that process look like? Well, for us, it depends on how long we're planning to hold an asset. So for example, I'm a real big believer in a buy and watch investment strategy, which means we buy the asset and we improve the asset and we improve the income. And then we watch the market for the right time to exit. Usually that right time to exit is probably in three years or maybe even sooner or maybe just slightly longer, in which case a refinance doesn't come into play. But what happens if you get to year three and something like the coronavirus happens or the unthinkable comes along and you're like, you know what, now isn't really the time to sell. What other options do we have? If I want to hold longer than three years, generally, we're going to want to refinance at that point so that we can return some equity to investors, which helps to do two things. One, it it helps to increase their rate of return. But second, it helps to mitigate their risk because they can't lose money that they no longer have in the deal. So for us, it's really about timing and how long we plan to hold. Nice. Have you ever gone to trouble with doing a refinancing? So maybe you've held it longer than you've wanted to. And then the coronavirus, something like that happens or any situation you've been in in the past that you've been like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I've been at this for 30 years. I've had my share of oh, no moments. And yeah, in fact, one comes to mind clearly. We had a property in Houston. We were just in the midst of refinancing it when Hurricane Harvey came along. And Hurricane Harvey, kind of like the coronavirus, what it did to that local market, it basically shut everything down. All the businesses closed, employees were getting laid off, hours reduced, you couldn't get around anywhere, people were kind of sheltering in place, the evictions were shut off because the courthouse was damaged. So in a lot of ways, it looks kind of similar to some of the events that we're seeing today. And of course, this happened right in the middle of our refinance. We'd already had the approval and we were just kind of marching towards closing. And then that happened and the lender retraded the loan and tried to walk back the loan amount by a couple million dollars. And, you know, our assessment at that point was, you know, that's not enough. And I also think this is a temporary situation. And when we come out the other side, we could probably do this again and come out looking a lot better. And ultimately, that's exactly what we did. So how much longer did you hold on to that property? And then did you sell it at that time or did you refinance? We refinanced. Ultimately, about a year later, we came back and we refinanced and we got a loan amount, which was essentially the size loan amount that we were going for when we were in it the previous year. It's just this time we made it all the way to closing. So that loan ultimately closed. We held the property for another year or two or however long it's, I guess it's been two and then sold. In fact, uh, kind of funny story, we just sold it on Friday and got the wire this morning. So, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. 
Very nice. So how many years did you hold that property before you ended up refinancing? So we were initially refinancing at about year two and a quarter, and then we ended up completing a refinance just after year three. And what kind of the fees and rates do you see when you're refinancing? Boy, that's a moving target, especially in today's climate. But generally what you're going to see, you know, right now, what we're seeing, I'm a believer in floating rate. You know, there's a lot of people like fixed rate debt because they like the certainty of knowing what their interest rate is going to be. They're not liking it so much right now because all my payments are coming down while all this is happening in the economy because we use floating rate debt. But certainly if rates go up, Right now, what we're seeing on the floating rate side, and this is what I can speak to the best, is you know LIBOR plus around 2.7 to 3.0 for agency debt and probably about 50 bips higher, give or take, for some bridge debt sources. And do you see any downside of using floating? I don't. I mean, the downside to floating rate debt is you take on interest rate movement risk on the upside, right? I mean, interest rates could go up, causing your payments to go up that's the risk. But to me, I find a lot more risk in fixed rate debt because fixed rate debt comes with yield maintenance, which basically means you're going to make sure that the lender gets paid all the interest they were due for the term of the loan. So if you take out a 10-year loan and you want to sell it year two, you've got eight years of interest that that lender is going to be missing out on. And guess who's going to be paying for that? You are as the borrower through a defeasance or a yield maintenance transaction that's going to cost you millions. In fact, we bought a property last year. The seller had a $11 million loan that was a 12-year fixed rate debt. They were selling it like year two and a half. Their yield maintenance penalty to get out of that loan was about $2.5 million. And that's a lot of money. So to me, the risk of having to eat a yield maintenance penalty far exceeds the risk of incremental interest rate movement. And you could buy a cap anyway. We do buy a cap, yes. You're right, we're capping the interest rate. So we have some limits to the amount of how far to the upside those rates can go. Great. Kyle, I'm going to pass it on to you. All right, perfect. I'm going to ask you the same question we ask every guest is, what is your asset management superpower? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I think our asset management superpower is that between our core team here, I've got three executives that are on my team that have been in this industry for up to 40 years each. We've got 106,000 units of multifamily experience. We've survived more market cycles than I can count, and we've done it without losing any investors' money. So I think our superpower is survival and making sure that we get to the other side of adverse events such as the one we're faced with today. Yeah, awesome. And maybe any advice for those going through this for the first time? You know, this whole coronavirus thing is the first time for a lot of people, but as far as going through this type of cycle? Put your seatbelt on because it's a turbulent (laughs) ride. None of this stuff is easy. I suppose if it were, everybody would be doing it. But what's going to happen in this cycle is some are going to survive and some are not. And those that do, may find themselves growing much greater than they ever would have grown had this adversity not materialized. So if you can survive this, which I hope that all the listeners do survive this, if you can survive this, you'll find ultimately it will be a boon to your business to make it all the way through. So don't default on your loans, don't lose your investors' money, and you can grow your business more than you ever thought. Perfect. Thanks for coming on, Brian, and sharing some value on the subject of refinancing. So today, three things that I learned is be a buy and watch investor. And I like that because it means your business plan's forever changing, right? You don't stick to one exit strategy. You need to understand what the market is doing at that time. Refi typically after three years to mitigate risk and increase returns. And then you like floating debt, which we like as well, because you really get to avoid that yield maintenance on the back end, which I think a lot of people don't plan for. And 
And when it comes time to pay that, it's big trouble. So please tell listeners where they can find out more about you. Yeah, sure. No problem. The best place is on our website. It's praxcap.com. It's P-R-A-X-C-A-P.com. Or you can find me floating around answering questions on biggerpockets.com or on Instagram, Investor Brian Burke. Perfect. And to all our listeners out there, thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a like, subscribe, and a review, and that'll help us grow our audience. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Asset Management Mastery Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too, so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to assetmanagementmastery.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.